You are listening to The Mystic Show, episode 156. Welcome, everyone. Just had to let that music play for a few bars just to get us all in the mood. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm your host, Chris Curran, and I'm really happy you're able to join me at this very moment. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and all things otherworldly and unseen, right? The most important things in life we're not able to hold in our hand. They're just in our heart. And the purpose of this show is for you and I to move forward on the spiritual path, is to grow spiritually, lessen our ego, or diminish our ego. And um, if you practice what we talk about on this show, a lot of the things, it'll make a big difference in your life. We release new episodes every Friday morning, very early. And, you know, if If you're a regular listener, you probably know that the last couple Fridays, we did not have a new episode. Uh, That was because of the holidays and I was traveling and all that. So uh, I hope you can forgive me for that couple weeks off. And I hope to make it up on this episode because this episode is dropping, as they say in the music industry. It's uh, dropping on January 1st, 2016. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But you can hear our show as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and our website, themysticshow.net. And did you know you can get some really nice free audio from themysticshow.net? Yep. If you sign up for our behind-the-scenes email list, you'll get 47 minutes of pretty cool audio, I must say, even though I created it myself. I have to say, it's pretty cool. People love it. It's relaxing music with selected roomy quotes being read over the top of it. And there's four different tracks. It's really cool. All you have to do is sign up for the email list. You get the audio for free. Um, And the email list, I just send some behind-the-scenes information every week. Just a short email every week. It's nothing major. Not spammy at all or anything like that. Uh, Just to keep us all in the loop with The Mystic Show. And real quick, thank you to Pause Your Life. They're our sponsor, they're our support, they're our sister organization, Pause Your Life. If you ever feel like you just want to stop the craziness and just be without any annoying distractions or anything like that, well, Pause Your Life offers meetups and retreats. And by the way, I just started something new. Um, I'm doing my morning meditation live on video every morning and you can see it. You can meditate with me. That's the whole idea is meditate with Chris. Um, you can find that at pauseyourlife.org slash live. And on that pause your life website, there's a lot of other cool things too: blogs and, um, links to all the meetups in the different cities around the country. 
Um, yeah, so pauseyourlife.org slash live. Tune in, see me sitting in the dark. It's Well, it's dark when I start doing it, but when I, by the time I'm done, it's kind of light out. So I don't know. My wife says it's too dark, but I don't know. I don't want to turn on a big, you know, fluorescent bright light or anything. Anyway, it's a good excuse to meditate. Tune in, watch me. Um, For this episode of The Mystic Show, being the first episode in 2016, I want to share some gratitude to a lot of the people who have supported me and the show over the years. And I want to recap how the show got started and some of the highlights from 2015. And then I want to tell you a little bit about the movie Interstellar, which I just saw for the second time. Pretty cool spiritual idea around that movie. And then I want to talk about 2016. Um, I think there's a lot of spiritual possibilities for you in 2016. There's a lot of ways you can improve your life, improve your spiritual practice, and some just some ideas I'm going to share, So, and maybe you can put some of them into practice in the new year. So let's get started. Really, there are so many individuals who have supported me and this show, um, and I just want to thank so many different people. I'll try to make this quick, but my spiritual teacher, of course, number one, that's the backbone and heart of my whole practice and life. Um, Of course, my wife and my family. I have family all over the world (laughs) because my wife is originally from India. So hello, family, and thank you for supporting me in the Mystic Show. I want to thank all my heartfulness meditation friends from around the world. There's thousands. There's literally thousands. So I'll just mention a few. Prakash, Shanmagam, Ram, Auntie and Uncle, And of course, um, Uday and Tonya, who I'm going to be starting another podcast show with them called The Heartfulness Podcast. So we're looking forward to that. I want to thank a couple of my friends, David Deutsch, Christine Clifton, Tom Ando, Ralph and Carolyn Rivera, uh, Lori Enright, Mike Helms, and of course, all my fractal recording clients, uh, the people who I produce their podcast shows. They've really helped me and supported me. We've had a really good relationship. You know, I think in your life too, there's probably a whole list of people you could thank for everything they've done and supported you with in 2015. That's not on my list later in the show, but maybe that's a good thing to do. Make a gratitude list, right? I mean, that's always a good thing to do. So there's a lot of folks in the uh, Pause Your Life community in New Jersey who uh, really support me and the show, and they actively attend all the Pause Your Life meetups and retreats. Um, Thank you to Christy, Chris and Katie, Caroline, Peggy, Eric, Cosmic Kathy. See, just saying these names, these are funny, intelligent, wonderful people. Cosmic Kathy, Existential Bob and his wife, uh, Ashley, Melissa, Franz from Denmark, Hey, brother. Uh, Nick and Val and Noel. So, and there's also some people who've listened to this show and started doing a regular meditation practice or, you know, utilizing a spiritual practice. Um, and that's, that's wonderful, right? That's some real, that, that's when you really get into spirituality, you start meditating, you start doing spiritual practices um, to really 
help push you forward on the path. You know, as, as I always say, talking about spirituality is pretty much useless. We have to do things. We have to experience things. So, so thank you and congratulations to Carlton in Canada, uh, Karen in a secret place because she didn't want me to <laughs> mention, actually, she asked me not to mention her name, but I had already mentioned it. Anyway, Karen, uh, Dennis in Hawaii and Ryan in Connecticut, congratulations and thanks to you guys. There's actually a few people who are supporting the Mystic Show through Patreon, where you can, you know, pledge a dollar or two per episode to sort of help with the production costs of the Mystic Show. And for that, I thank Satya and Frank and so everyone I mentioned and everyone I didn't mention because there's so many. I want to thank you for supporting me and supporting The Mystic Show for 2015. You know, a little bit about the history of The Mystic Show. The Mystic Show started in the fall of 2013. And I don't know if you know this. I started broadcasting live every weekday morning for one hour. That's right. Every week I was doing five hours of live programming. And of course, I would take the recording and put it up as a podcast too. But those were the days when I would wake up at four in the morning, I would do my meditation, I would do some reading, and I would get to the studio by about six or 6.15. And then I would go live at 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. I used to take phone calls. I think the first 75 episodes maybe, or 73 episodes, they're all an hour long. And there's so much content there. It's it's unbelievable. Um, then after that, I, you know, that was a lot of work to keep up with every day. So I sort of dropped back. I dropped back to like, I think it was half an hour shows. Actually, I don't know how it evolved, but eventually I started doing one episode per week um, because that was just easier for me to fit into my life. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit of the history. And these days, obviously, we put out an episode every Friday morning uh, when it's not, you know, holiday season. And, um, but did you know I can also take your feedback and questions? You can always contact me through the website too, because I'd like to discuss topics that maybe you, you want to discuss or have questions about too. So, um, some of the best episodes from 2015? Hmm. There was a lot. We read from a Vivekananda book which was so heavy. <laughs> I'm surprised a lot of you made it through that. I'm surprised I made it through that. Uh, that was great, though. But obviously, Bruce Lipton, episode 139. If you haven't heard that yet, that's like a must. That's just a great episode. Uh, Franny Rose, I interviewed her on episode 127. And remember David Gaggin? He was episode 118. I know I interviewed other people, had a lot of lot more great guests and a lot um, of other things we did on the show. So 2015. So, so to wrap it up, I hope I didn't take too long, but thank you to everyone. I'm happy that we had a lot of great shows in 2015. Thank you for listening. And I hope in 2016, we can really um, take it up a notch, you know? Maybe spread it around a little more. Maybe we can all share the show more. Maybe, I mean, look, it's obvious. There's so many people in the world who need to be hearing and discussing these topics. 
And if you and I can help share the mystic show and, and pause your life, more people can be helped. More people can start meditation in earnest. So maybe 2016 will have growth in that area. Maybe not, but you know what? We're going to try. That's all we can do. So I recently saw the movie Interstellar for the second time. And there's just one part of the movie I want to talk about first. So they were going, obviously they're in space, they're traveling through space, they go through a wormhole to a different galaxy, and they're going to visit this planet which is near a black hole, and when they come out of space, when they go into the atmosphere of that planet, because of relativity and all this fancy space mathematics, when they go to the, uh, the surface of that planet, every hour that they spend on the surface of that planet is equivalent to seven years back on Earth because of the relativity of time and, and all that. So they really, in the movie, they try to get, they try to make this a quick trip, right? They don't want to lose all this time on Earth because they all have family back on Earth, right? So... And it just got me thinking that, you know, when you think in terms of space, it's hard to comprehend, right? Space and time and all this relativity. But, you know, maybe, think about this, maybe there are entities who are meditating and maybe they're in a sphere where, you know, maybe one hour of their meditation, wherever they are, equals seven years here on earth right? Think about that. So, and, and maybe these are not humans. Maybe these are spirits or angels or, and, and maybe the, it's even at a higher level. You know, there's stories from ancient India where one of the, one of the gods, he, uh, he went to wash his face in the sink. And right before he started washing his face, they said, oh, this one special personality on earth was born and then he washed his face and he toweled off his face and then the person the person told him oh that person that special personality on earth just died and so for him it took like maybe a minute or two to wash his face but that special personality on earth lived for like 400,000 years or something ridiculous so again it's just the relativity so my idea is that there are angels or spirits or masters that are meditating or transmitting or praying for us. And they're doing it on such a high level that like maybe one minute of prayer for them is worth, you know, a hundred thousand years on earth. And maybe when you and I meditate, maybe we start tapping into those prayers and those subtle holy sentiments from those beings, right? I mean, that's part of the beauty of meditation is that we go, we try to go deep and receive what's coming to us. So I think, you know, and even some of the books I used to read, Zechariah Sitchin and the 12th planet, you know, he reads these uh, tablets from ancient Sumeria, which is the oldest civilization 
that we know of on earth. It was like about 5,000 BC. And there's tablets that tell all these stories. Actually, a lot of the biblical stories are on those tablets, which is interesting. That's a whole nother conversation. But the earthlings reported that the gods who came down from the sky, because it's written on these tablets that there were gods in ships who came down from the sky. (laughs) They called them gods. And they said that these gods, I'm doing air quotes, these gods lived for tens of thousands of years. So think about that. Maybe there were beings that came down and maybe they had ships that went near the speed of light. So they might come down for a few years and then go back and fly around. Maybe it was only 50 years to them, but maybe on earth it was 2000 years had passed and then the gods came back or something, right? So, and think about it the other way. Imagine you meditating. Think about this. When you meditate, even if it's for one hour or for 30 minutes, maybe there's a smaller world, maybe there's a microscopic world close by or far away. It doesn't matter. But maybe there's a microscopic world where 30 minutes of you meditating might be equal to, you know, a thousand lifetimes in that small world. Right? So maybe you're the God who's meditating. Maybe you're the one who's radiating peace and stillness and divine love. And maybe there are smaller worlds that actually benefit from your meditation. Think about that. I mean, your meditation is not insignificant. And I want to quote my spiritual teacher here. He said, I am often asked, what can one man meditating do to change this world? Why not? I have heard of avalanches in the mountains of Switzerland where a single stone thrown somewhere set off an avalanche. Sometimes a single hand clap set off an avalanche. Why not my meditation change this universe? So don't denigrate your capacities. When we depend on our physical and mental capacities, they are puny, however big we may be, however strong we may be. It is the small which is beautiful. Not only beautiful, but it is the small which is powerful. And with that, let's just take a real quick break. Okay, welcome back to The Mystic Show. (laughs) And if you want to share our episodes, go ahead. Just share them on your social media or with your friends. And you can also, again, on that Patreon platform, you can even contribute a dollar or two to The Mystic Show. 
So, yeah, that was some heavy stuff we started talking about. What do you think about all that? About time being different for people and that, you know, things are relative and maybe there's gods who are, are maybe there are gods or smaller gods, whatever, demigod, not demigods, but smaller gods that are, or, or functionaries of nature who are meditating. They're in meditation for our whole life. <laughs> You know, and maybe again, your meditation is affecting smaller worlds or adjacent worlds, maybe worlds that are next to you, maybe not necessarily smaller. I mean, we know that we affect other people in certain ways. I mean, the whole, the HeartMath Institute is proving over and over how our heart generates an electromagnetic field that extends far beyond our physical body. And that's how we get vibes from each other. Right. When you're with someone, you feel good. You're with another person. You feel, you know, the willies. (laughs) You just want to get out of there. Well, it's the way their heart is resonating. So let's put this whole 2016 thing in perspective. Okay. So today's the first day of 2016. Actually, I'm recording it the day before, but this is being published on January 1st, 2016. You know, It's the new year as per the calendar, the Western calendar, whatever. January 1st, that's when the new year starts. But what about the Chinese calendar, right? They have a different new year, right? What's the difference? Then there's the Mayan calendar, which actually, I think it's over now. (laughs) Uh, It ran out of pages on the wall, I guess. Uh, But that had its own new year. And then you have the equinoxes. You know, which is, you know, winter officially starts on December 21st or 22nd. Technically, for the Earth, in scientific terms, that's the new year, right? So there's all these calendars and all these new years. And, you know, I think we all know that spirituality is really not dependent on the new year or even time for that matter, right? It's more based on your consciousness and your vibration than a certain amount of time. You know, I mean, God doesn't say, okay, meditate for 10 years and then you'll reach the goal. It, no, it doesn't work like that. It's actually, our spiritual growth is mostly, largely dependent on the craving in your heart to understand your purpose or achieve oneness or experience divine bliss, or open up your consciousness to universal consciousness, whatever you want to call those higher spiritual states, the amount of craving that we have to achieve that, that's what determines our our progress. I mean, if you had real craving, maybe you could meditate for 10 minutes and boom, you're done, right? We don't know. So, so I want to talk about a few different spiritual possibilities for you in 2016. And these are just some ideas. I'd like to know your feedback on them. Um, you know, it's not like goal setting and all that kind of stuff. But one thing is your subconscious, your subconscious mind. I mean, I, we know from experience that our subconscious mind is always working. It's almost like a supercomputer. And what's cool is that with your conscious mind, you can actually give work 
to your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind will work on it. It will solve the problem. It will arrive at a solution. And this was proven in my life once I was attending a a seminar and the speaker had us pair up and teach juggling to each other. And first, the seminar leader said, who here knows how to juggle? And nobody raised their hand. And then he said, okay, you're going to pair up and you're going to teach, you're going to coach each other on how to juggle. Now, the whole point was he was teaching us the difference between coaching and teaching. That's a whole nother show. But we thought, how am I going to coach somebody on juggling? I don't know how to juggle. So we paired up and me and my partner, we, you know, we took turns like three minutes for me, then three minutes for him. And we tried to juggle and I mean, we just dropped all the balls and they went flying all over the place. And it was kind of funny, actually. Um, And I wasn't able to juggle at all. And neither was my partner. So then the seminar leader had us sit down and say, okay, just sit down for now. For about the next 30 minutes, he went on teaching. After 30 minutes, he said, okay, now we're going to stand up again and you're going to partner, get your partner, and you're going to coach each other on how to juggle again. And we're thinking, why? I mean, okay, whatever. The moment we stood up and I took the juggling balls, the first time I tried, I actually juggled and I maybe for like eight or 10 or 12 throws. And after that 10 or 12 throws, I actually dropped the ball but I was literally juggling. So here's what happened. The first time I tried juggling, I couldn't do it. But my subconscious was keeping, was, was experiencing what I was trying to do. In the 30 minutes between, my subconscious was actually figuring out how to juggle and how to, how to move my arms to juggle, how to coordinate my arms to do all that. And the moment, I, the moment I tried it after 30 minutes, my subconscious had figured it out and I was able to juggle, for, you know, simply for like eight or 10 or 12 throws and even more after that because I kept, I kept improving after that. So for me, that's proof in my life that my subconscious is working in the background solving problems. Now, here's the opportunity for you in 2016 and beyond is give your subconscious some good work to do. (laughs) Take advantage of this supercomputer that's inside of you. Give it some good work. Give it a good problem. How can I achieve this spiritual goal? How can I discipline myself to wake up every day and meditate? How can I find a new job? If you really need a new job, if your current job is toxic and you need a new one, okay, give that work to your subconscious. There's a lot of ways to, there's a lot of different work you can give your subconscious. And that's one of my ideas for you is to, to give your subconscious the right kind of work. All right. The next item is to maintain your own inner weather, right? We all know the weather outside. It's either raining or snowing or it's sunshine or it's windy. Well, inside of you, you have emotions and you have feelings and sometimes they're very rough and crazy. Sometimes they're very calm and soothing and tranquil. Here's the thing. You can, you have control over your own inner weather. It's almost like a thermostat you have. You can set your thermostat inside to 70 degrees 
and it'll always stay at 70. You have the ability as a human being to do that. Mostly what we do is we let the outside world distract us and, you know, prod us and annoy us and frustrate us until we, we blow up, we get angry or we whatever. But we don't have to let the world outside mess with us like that. We can learn how to, you know, maintain our own inner feeling and inner uh, balance or weather. And you can live your life from a place of self-control and character. So I think it's helpful to think of it that way, that, you know, whatever the world is outside, that's fine. If I'm in a crazy situation that's all emotionally charged, that's fine. But I don't have to be in that. On the inside, I maintain my own (laughs) feeling, my own weather, my own balance. And my teacher gave a great analogy for this, that when you, you know, go scuba diving or deep sea diving, you wear a whole suit. And when you go down 10,000 feet into the ocean, you bring your environment with you. You bring your own environment with you down there into that environment. And you're not affected by that pressure and that coldness because you're bringing your own environment. Same thing in worldly life. Whatever the situation is outside of you, you can bring your own inner environment to that situation. You can maintain control. You can be cool. You can be helpful. Because most times when we lose our cool, we're not able to be helpful anymore. We usually slip into selfish mode, you know, fight or flight or something like that. So that's, that's that item. You can maintain your own inner weather. You can bring your inner environment into any situation and be fine. So another item is, and I've done this a few times in my life. Well, probably about five times in my life. You know what it is? On a Saturday, when I didn't have anything else to do, I would literally dedicate the day to meditation and I would meditate once. I would take a five or 10 minute break. I would sit down again, meditate again, take a five minute break. Most of my meditations were about 45 minutes, maybe an hour at the most. And I would do this four or five times or six times, you know, maybe spend six hours basically meditating with a little bit of time in between just to, you know, maybe get something to drink or eat or just to get up and stretch. This isn't something you would want to do every day, but for me, it really stretched me out or, or deepened me stretched me in the depth uh, department. So it really helped. And it's an interesting thing to try and do. And so maybe you want to do that in 2016. You know, you have to feel the right day to do it, but keep it in the back of your mind. Maybe give that as a task to your subconscious mind that remind me on a day when I don't have really much to do, I can just do a lot of meditation and really just really get into meditating for one day and just do it for a long time. Because meditation is one of those things where if you believe you can meditate for longer periods, up to an hour, because it's not recommended to go past one hour in one sitting. Um, But I know a lot of people who start meditation and they say, oh, I can only do five or 10 minutes. Well, no, 
you can sit you can sit still with your eyes closed for 60 minutes. I know you can. Now, whether you have a zillion thoughts or you're bothered by thoughts, that's a different story, but that doesn't matter in the beginning. In the in the beginning and when you're experienced, half the battle is just sitting there quiet, calm. <laughs> whether you're having thoughts or not, it doesn't matter. Because sometimes you have to have a lot of thoughts because they're they're exiting you. They're leaving you. So, so meditating four to five times in a row on a Saturday or a Sunday, that really helped me. Maybe you want to do that in the new year. Uh, the next item is giving, not, but not just giving, it's giving anonymously. And that's a whole nother concept. You know, we can help each other, we can give to each other, but you know, when you can help out, and when you can do it anonymously without your ego getting in the way, like, ooh, I need to be recognized for all this service. I need to be thanked. You know, when you can do something for someone or help someone else or help out with a good cause where you don't need to be recognized and you don't even need to be thanked, that is a high level of giving. That is true giving when it's anonymous you're just doing it from your heart and it you're not you're, you're not self-seeking you're not doing it for a selfish reason like you want you know you want people to thank you or to praise you or you want people to give you money none of that real giving is just giving anonymously and so how can you do that well i don't know maybe however you get involved in your community or however you help other people maybe you can just help Try to stay in the background and just help and don't, you know, just do it anonymously or or as anonymously as possible, right? So that's an interesting concept for you to keep in mind for 2016. And the last item is a book I just read called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. I am going to try to reach out to him because I would love to have him on The Mystic Show so if you're listening to this and you want to help anonymously, <laughs> uh, maybe you can find a way to send a note to Michael Singer that says, hey, you'd be great on The Mystic Show. Chris would love to interview you and talk with you about your book. Anyway, I'm going to approach him as well. But The Surrender Experiment is all about Michael Singer's journey in life and how he really surrendered to life. And all these different things happened in his life. So the basic premise is that life itself or the universe or a higher intelligence or higher power, it knows which way life should go. And there's a flow to life, right? We know when we're flowing with life and we, we feel when we're going against life. Well, sometimes life will give you situations and... A lot of times, out of selfish reasons, we rebel against that situation. But he decided whatever showed up in his life, he was going to go with the flow. That included when he came home to his property, which was in the woods. He wanted a house in the middle of the woods with no one else there. He came home and found that this person that he knew had started building a house <laughs> pretty much right near his house <laughs> in the woods. And he almost flipped out. He almost was like, what are you doing? I mean, without permission, they just started building a house. 
And think about how you would react to that if you came home and someone was building a house on your property. Well, in, in the spirit of surrender, he tried to keep as much calm as he could and he went into his house and he actually meditated for a little while. And you know what? He came out and he just accepted the situation totally, which is kind of what surrender is. And he actually started helping them build this house. Because he thought, you know what? If, the, if this is what the universe is doing and bringing me, it must be for good. And I'll accept it as good. And, and put aside my selfish desires. My smaller, selfish little self that just wants everything the way I want it. You know, so anyway, it was a really good book, The Surrender Experiment. He ended up, you know, literally without even trying, creating this whole huge company worth hundreds of millions of dollars and all this stuff, all by going with the flow of life. So maybe that's something in 2016 you can try as well. Maybe you can read the book. Maybe you can help me uh, get Michael Singer onto the show. <laughs> Well, this has been fun. I'm glad uh, you were able to stick with me through this episode. And I hope some of the things we talked about are helpful. And I'd like to know your feedback. Go to themysticshow.net, find this episode, and comment on the page. And for 2016, what can I say? Again, it's really not about New Year's and calendar New Year's. You know what it's about? It's about you taking this whole spiritual adventure a little more seriously developing some real craving inside yourself to really have some breakthroughs and to be shown this higher consciousness and a higher level of self-control and self-awareness so I wish you that you succeed in that and I wish you a great year a great life and a great everything that's what I've been saying this holiday season happy everything because it's not about one thing. It's about everything. So thanks for listening. We'll be with you next time. And as always, keep shining.